You know what time it is? It's time for another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. I'm here. I'm back. I'm your host, Mark. I didn't go anywhere. It was all a ruse. I don't know how to take time off. Uh, welcome to the show. I've got a fun one this week. Uh, we're hanging out with Northern Yankee Moonshine, baby. Doug, the master distiller himself. Um, I'm actually really excited about this because I've been playing, for whatever reason, I reinstalled Red Dead Redemption 2, which means that I was going back to live the life of a shiner in the 1800s in a fictional world uh, right at the turn of the century. It was great. And since most of my moonshining information came from that... I was like, I got to ask this guy to actually teach me about it for real. Uh, but the great news is that uh, you should, the the big part of this is that Doug is going to be here at the f- uh, Eastgate location of Jungle Gyms on Friday, September 1st from 5 to 7 p.m. They're going to be doing bottle signings. So you can get a bottle signed just like mine right here. Um, bottle signings, tastings. They've got the still out there, so you can check that out. Doug's really cool. That should be a lot of fun. So come on out to Eastgate. I'll be hanging out there for a little bit, too. You can say hi to me if you'd like to do that. Or you don't have to say anything. We can just do that weird thing where people just stare at you for a while. Then eventually, they might say something to you after you passed each other in the bathroom at the AMC Newport on the levee this weekend. Um, it, it happened. <laughs> uh, on store notes. So I wanted to bring this up before we dive into the interview. We've got a couple things going on right now. I know I mentioned International Wine Festival tickets are on sale now. I had a great time last year. You should come hang out with us. And you'll be able to see some footage from last year's show coming up here soon to promote the event. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, and also for the month of September, we're doing a little, little charity action at the uh, checkout. So you can round up to bring clean water uh, and wells over to Africa. Now, I'm going to have more details on that in the future, uh, especially as it starts off. But I wanted to let you know that that'll be an option starting just shortly after this episode airs. Uh, it's done with one of uh, someone who's affiliated with our company. I believe he's technically a former co-worker. Not exactly sure, George, what your role was here, but I know he was a longtime Jungle Gyms, part of the Jungle Gyms family. Let's put it that way. That's very easy. Uh, and George is doing something really incredible overseas right now. Uh, and yeah, we wanted to be a part of that and contribute. And if you'd like to be a part of that and contribute too, it's really easy. You can just round up at the register when you check out. So good stuff. Okay, on that note, let's get to the still time because I, you know what? I've been staring at this bottle. I'd like to take a sip. I think the best way to do that if I, if I just have Doug lead me through it. What do you say? Hey, Doug. Oh, thanks for having me on. Oh my gosh. Well, for everyone that maybe didn't listen to my lead in that I'll tape in the future, <laughs> tell me, introduce yourself. Uh, my name's Doug Taylor. Uh, I was actually on the uh, show Moonshiners, Master Distillers. Actually the first guy to win the title Master Distiller here in Ohio. No kidding. Yeah. That's crazy. Where are the winners usually from? Uh, all over the, all okay. over the state. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so I was, this is one of those things I've been so curious about from the jump where I was just like, well, you know, we, I joked earlier about running into you at Coney Island when you uh-huh. had the whole still set up and I was like, this is very cool. <laughs> and then finding out that you guys were coming into the store, I was like, what? It amazing. It's a great opportunity. Look, and anytime anybody wants to bring moonshine, I'll say this for the audience. Anytime you want to bring moonshine to my office, I know a great place to store it. It's somewhere around here. Um, Tell me a little bit what, like, what was your journey like becoming a master distiller? Like, well, uh, well, it was kind of funny. A friend of mine was on the very first episode. Yeah. So he had posted out that they were looking for people for season one. 
So you had to fill out an email. Well, he told me, he goes, you got to make yourself stand out a little different than everybody sure. else. Well, at that time, I was working for a motorcycle magazine. Oh, cool. And I arrived with one of the local MCs. So I played the motorcycle stuff up real well. Of course, that's awesome. So they, had, they called me, and they called pretty much everybody. And they talk to you a little bit. And if there's an interest, then they want to do a Skype interview. Sure. Uh, then they want you to do like a home video and send in to them. And then, then they call you back and let you know what's going on, you know. Yeah. So they had called me back in no, November of that year and said, can you be in Gatlinburg? And I said, well, yeah, I can. Well, then I didn't hear back from them. I said, oh, well, I guess, it, I guess they didn't want me. Right. Well, season, I seen them posting for season two. And just about the time I was getting ready to send them an email, they called me and said, hey, we want you for season two. Oh, and I was talking awesome. with the producer. I said, well, I thought I was going to be on season one. He said, well, if this guy wouldn't have made it, you were next in line. Cool. So that's, that's how I ended up getting picked. And then when I was talking to him, uh, come to find out, I was picked out over 30,000 people. That's crazy. They had over that many entries into the show. <laughs> well, first off, congratulations, truly. That's amazing. Well, thank you. Thank what you. a cool experience, too, I'd imagine, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, along those lines, like, how long have you been doing this? Like, well, prior to the show, I guess. Yeah. Well, prior to the show, probably about 12 years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, when I was a little boy, I used to hang out with my great uncle yeah. down in Kentucky. Sweet. Yeah, so that kind of that kind of did it. Sure. But a lot of people don't realize how many moonshiners actually was in Ohio. You know, really? a, lot of, a lot of moonshiners in Ohio. Uh, we had actually on my episode, there was four of us from Ohio. No kidding. Uh, I won Master Distiller, and my friend Sean Rigsby from up in Spring, uh, Springdale, yeah. or Spring, uh, Springfield, he won Master Distiller also. Oh, no kidding. That's amazing. Yeah. And then most of the other guys came in runners-up. That's awesome. You know. And it's one of those things I didn't expect about it. I was yeah. like, I live in Kentucky, so I was like, uh, I felt like that's like a thing that we would do very well as a state. I, uh, I am partly not surprised. Though. I mean, there's a lot of space in Ohio. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of interesting things going on in all realms, both like alcohol-related, food-related, all of that stuff. A lot of things that you just don't think about here. Oh, I feel no. like we're always like... Ohio is like jokes about leaving Ohio and maybe astronauts, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. but I would rather do the drinking. Well, maybe I do drinking space too. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you started pretty young doing this and then just, was it just like a hobby? And then you're like, oh, I'm actually really good at this. Well, I, I actually ended up retiring mm -hmm. in 2012. I was a mechanic for 40 years. Oh, okay. And so when I got retired, I got bored. And so I figured, well, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to mess around with this. Yeah. And I started messing around with it and, Started talking, uh, run into a guy. Uh, I, I was actually covering an event for the magazine uh, right up here at Queen City Harley. No, oh, no kidding. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a combat vet ride. Oh, cool. And there was a guy sitting there, and he had a still set up on the table. He had some jars of moonshine. Went over and started talking to him, and we become we talked probably for an hour, maybe two hours, become real good friends, <laughs> and come to find out. His name was James Hatfield. He was one of the original Hatfield McCoy. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like you didn't yeah. think you'd run into like, I mean, that's a legendary yeah. family. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So he had invited me down to uh, Maggie Valley, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. They have a thing called the Hillbilly Jam down there. Okay. Where a lot of the guys from the TV show actually come down to there and they set up booths and sign autographs oh. and do pictures and stuff. Well, I was doing pictures of a trike for him. And that was actually the first time I got to meet Mark and Digger. Okay. Uh, they were there, and uh, I was taking pictures and stuff of them. 
So and I got to just meet them, sure. say hi to them, stuff like that. Never, never thought I was going to be on the show. Never right. had any idea. Sure. Yeah. But it's like that. It's kind of magic how that works, yes, right? You're like, is. yeah, I'm just going to do cool stuff. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, I, 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 it's really funny. And every interview, I always have like some of those moments where we're all kind of the same in that regard. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like my, my career has gone a similar way where it's like, I just kept showing up at things yeah. and I had an interest and I was good at a few of them. And now I host a talk show in a grocery store, well, right? Yep, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. an incredible life. Um, I just got to start from the top. I'm, I, I, so, and for everybody watching, you can tell I'm invested in this because I wrote a ton of notes. And so I promise I'm not just texting you. It's, it's questions. Um, but I mean, explain it like I'm five. Can you walk me through the process? Like, how does it start? How does it, and how does it get into the bottle ultimately? Well, uh, first thing you, you, you get your grains. Mm-hmm. Uh, like all of our grains come right here out of Ohio. Okay. Uh, so you would take your grains, um, just like corn, uh, you take corn, sugar, mm-hmm. and yeast, and water, and you have to wait and let it ferment. Okay. Usually it take maybe seven, ten days for it to ferment. Sure. And then you would take all the fluid off of the grain, mm-hmm. put it into the still, and then once that still starts heating up to about 173 degrees, the alcohol will actually start steaming out of the water. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. So as it steams out, it travels on through the pipes. Okay. And the, the centerpiece, they, they call it a thumper. Some of them use it, some of them don't. Uh, what the thumper will do, you can actually put flavors in it, oh. uh, or you can just leave it alone. And what it'll do, it'll actually take water out of your alcohol. Wild. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. And then, then as the steam travels on through, it goes through into a condenser, which is a big container, mm-hmm. and it's got tubing that, cir- that goes in a circle all sure. the way around. And as that, and you keep cold water in that. So as soon as that steam starts hitting them pipes, that cold water on them pipes. It starts changing back from steam to a liquid. That's really cool. And it makes there, perfect there sense. You go. Oh yeah. my gosh, and that's dripping out. <laughs> well, you know, I keep thinking back, and I'll, I'll, I'm sure at this point uh, I'll uh, get some photos and we can put up over there. That way everybody can watch along too. <laughs> if you're watching the YouTube version of the show, if you're listening, you just have to accept our descriptions. <laughs> but I thought that was so cool with your setup and watching it. And again, it was one of those things where, look, this is such a, uh, I think in America, it's like such a romanticized process that to me, I'm sitting here going like, oh, all of my exposure to this has really either been through like fictional TV. TV, or what was the game I was playing? Uh, Red Dead Redemption, where they had like a whole moonshining aspect to it. I was like, mm-hmm. this is very cool. <laughs> I doubt it's very accurate. I've never lassoed anybody in real life, you know, but uh, that was one of the things I was going to ask. Are there like certain misconceptions that you find about like distilling, you know, making moonshine well, that are out there? You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to be careful on some of the things that people do say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, right now on Facebook, there's all kinds of moonshine groups. Sure. Uh, different things like that and, and sometimes you got to watch some of the answers i mean like i said there's people doing it all over right uh, i mean like i said thirty thousand for me my buddy was just on season five and because i helped him he is asking you know hey i'm going to apply for the show well he's a volunteer fireman john yeah. benz he lives up here in ohio too awesome and i told him you know play up your fireman and he yeah. did he actually got picked uh, to be on a firefighter episode that sounds and, awesome and he said they had over fifty thousand entries season five that's crazy i'm sure it's going to keep exponentially <laughs> oh, growing yeah. every season yeah. too because yeah. i know the show's doing really well oh yeah too. it does real well this yeah. is one of the interviews when i started telling my friends and everybody i was like you know what i'm doing today and they're like oh well we hate that you get to drink on the clock and i was like well it's sampling okay i'm tasting i'm keeping it under control but like yeah. i had no idea how much interest there was in this world until i started seeing stuff about you all coming to do the sampling and the bottle signing so that's gonna be exciting so i guess maybe this is a good time for me to plug that too <laughs> jungle gym september 1st eastgate store Everyone loves Eastgate. You write me about it all the time, and you're mad that I'm here at Fairfield. Well, don't be mad. But instead, come meet us over there, and we can get some bottles going on here, too. So we talked about 
you, know, you talked about adding certain flavors. Mm -hmm. What's your, what's like your R and D process? Like what, you know, I, cause for example, obviously we've got like, I'm assuming the, uh, the, the first one here, the American Rebel, that's like plain for lack of a better term, right? But I see the peach versions as mm -hmm. well. So like, how does that come about? Like, you know, where how are you picking your flavors? That okay. kind of thing. Well, the peach, uh, actually the peach right here, the, the Shiner's Honey Peach mm -hmm. is actually what I won the TV show with. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, we're still waiting. So we're winning the show. We're waiting for them to produce ourselves in Gatlinburg. Oh. Which uh, they just did uh, two of the guys. They're supposed to be doing two of us at a time. So two of them have already got their stuff down in Gatlinburg. Sure. Uh, Sean Rigsby and then one of the guys, uh, Daryl, he was on a high proof. And then okay. Sean was on the vodka episode. Yeah. So we're just waiting for ours to come up sometime this year, hopefully. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. So they'll be carrying it down there yeah, as well? It, for a limited run. They're, for winning the show, we, you get a 750-gallon run. Oh, that's yeah. super and, cool. And, the, and they bottle it up, have our face on the bottles and everything. That's so, that's amazing. Yeah, it, it's fun. It's fun. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So, like, you know, when you were doing this were you just excited where you're like hey peach sounds like a winner are you just a peach fan well, you know what i mean I, the, the episode i was picked for was a peach brandy episode oh yeah so they, okay they pick you for different episodes whatever yeah so they picked That's me amazing. for the peach uh, that makes yeah. perfect sense yeah oh my gosh now so in your just in your personal process are there other flavors you've ever worked with or other ones maybe there's something is this my jungle gyms exclusive <laughs> <laughs> like what, no, what's down the pipeline yeah. no, well i mean yeah i've used peaches and honey uh, I've used different corns. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a place, uh, the, actually the American Rebel Barrel Moonshine. The grains come from up here in Ohio. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called Schoolhouse Farms, 1862. They grow the old grains, cool. like bloody butcher corn, white hickory, blue corn. These oh, are from wow. like the 1800s. I was going to ask yeah. you about the traditions of that. That's so yeah. cool. No, please. Yeah. So he's actually, yeah, it took him about four or five years to get enough seeds to, to make his crops. But now he's doing real well with it. He's got all kinds of the, all the kinds of this corn up there. Yeah, uh, he does sunflowers, all kinds of stuff. So the American Rebel was actually made from that. Uh, the American Rebel, uh, a buddy of ours band is actually called American Rebels. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and they were a big supporter of when we first started. Sure. So we kind of surprised them. The American flag is their. That's our logo. Yeah. Uh, and the grains is bloody butcher corn, white hickory, and blue corn. So red, white, and blue. Perfect. So we use that and. Really surprised them. Yeah, they were tickled half to death. And then we then we sent our products off to the spirit competition, mm -hmm. and that one actually won second place in the na in national spirit competition. That's incredible! Yeah. Congratulations! Oh, thank That's you. so yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I'm sitting here, and it, you know, I always have these funny moments where I was like. You know, because it's not a world I'm deeply entrenched in, I'm always like, oh, wow, they have like, these national competitions. I'm like, yeah, of course they do. They have that for like any vested product or hobby or any interest. Of yeah. course, there's like yeah. something for everything. Right. How crazy did those get? I mean, like, are you guys saying, I'm, I'm assuming there's a good amount of sampling that goes on at those. Oh, at them, we, yeah, we're not actually there. We actually, uh, actually the one, we t actually took it over to Oxford. Uh, there's a guy that lives over there that does this. They do it, and he's got a big barn that sets up. He has people, college people come in. Yeah. They do this, and then they send it off to New York, and they do it up there. So they do it a couple different to judge all this stuff. And, I mean, it's from all over the United States, Canada, and everywhere people sends in stuff. No kidding. Yeah. You know, I think it's been interesting to me because, like, moonshining has always seemed like this sort of underground secret practice, right? You know? And I joke that I've, like, I've lived in Kentucky just long enough to be, like, you hear stories every so often, right? So what's it been like, has like exposure changed this? Because obviously it's gone from something that was like, we don't talk about the moonshining <laughs> we're doing too. Hi, I'm on the Discovery Channel right yeah. now. Like, has that 
affected your perspective on the business or even just sharing this with people? Well, I mean, there's a lot of guys that do it out there on the side. Yeah. After being on the show, kind of puts a target on your back. Sure. You know, because you're telling everybody, hey, this is where I live and this is what I'm doing illegally. Sure. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, after after the show, people wanted my stuff. Yeah. So, we was we were kind of scared. So, hey, we might... So we ended up going ahead and opened a small craft distillery. That makes perfect yeah. sense. I mean, and that's yeah. like, that's really the, what it takes to, to go from being like this underground thing to yeah. legit, right? right. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I, and I was always kind of curious about that. And in a weird way, I'm sort of surprised I haven't seen more of these craft distilleries popping up in that regard because, again, it seems like that's a big market right now. People seem really excited about it. Well, I mean, there are some, uh, actually one of the guys that was on season one, he opened one called Flat Rock Distilling up mm -hmm. in Ohio. Oh, okay. And he was on season one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and then actually one of the other guys that I was talking about, his stuff just got released, Daryl. Yeah. Uh, he just, we helped him, giving him information. He just opened up one in Florida. So a lot of oh, the guys from cool. the show are trying to open up little craft distilleries and everything like that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. What a cool idea. That's so cool. Um, do you have any advice for somebody that's interested in starting doing something like this? And and by the way, speak freely. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, there's no censoring on the show, so get wild with me. Like, you know, it, would it be something that you would, if somebody had an interest in this, like, you know, what would you tell them to do? Come to my class. Oh, pitch the class. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even yeah, know about this. Yeah, we've been, yeah, we've been doing, uh, we've done two uh, beginner classes. Okay. And, we've, and they've been full. Uh, awesome. We're actually probably getting ready to do another one here uh, in September. Okay. And then we're going to do an advanced one here probably in October where actually the guys will come in, let them grind, you know, grind their corn and stuff, oh, actually make their own mash and stuff. That's amazing. And then come back and uh, we'll run it. That is so cool. So, you know, I know you said it was like probably what, like seven to 10 days on like waiting for uh -huh. the, the yeah. process. So what is, what's like the full runtime on something like this if you, from start to finish? Is it like two weeks? Or, you know? Well, once once it's fermented, then you put it in the still. Yeah. Uh, just depends on how much you run. You, oh, okay. You could be running anywhere like, um, I'll say eight to 10 hours. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's quick. Yeah. I kind of assumed a little bit, but at yeah. the same time, I'm doing all of my <laughs> questions. I'm like, I, I joke all the time on the show. I'm like, I am saying it's for the audience out there that wants to learn, but the real secret is that I'm kind of an idiot and whatever it takes for me to learn about this. Uh, a weird thought I kept having was, are there, we not weird necessarily, but like, are there any like safety measures that you have to really dive in on a deep side for this, well, you know? Yeah, I mean, there is. I mean, when you're dealing with uh, with the vapors from the alcohol, mm -hmm. and if you're using an open flame, right, you, you have to be careful there's no leaks. I didn't even I think mean, about that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they'll actually, I mean, if that hits a flame, I mean, boom, it'll explode. And right. a, lot of play, a lot of them have done that before. I'm sure. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Have you ever had any uh, particularly memorable, hi, have you ever had, <laughs> had any particular, it's children excited about the moonshine, yeah. apparently. It's like, oh, it's a weird day. Uh, <laughs> it's the best part of doing the show in the fishbowl. Uh, have you had any particularly particularly memorable moments creating your product before? No, I've been pretty lucky. I yeah. Haven't ha I haven't had, <laughs> and I use electric. I use electric, sure. so it's a lot safer. That makes sense. You know, yeah. I yeah. mean, is there really any benefit to doing the open, like an open fire versus like aesthetic? And it's kind of cool. Some people, some people like the fire. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I know guys that use flame, mm -hmm. and you know, I know a lot of guys that use electric. 
So it's it's whatever your preference is. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's that's sort all of it is. Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense too. Yeah. And it was always one of those where I was thinking about it. I was like, would the wood impart like a little extra flavor, maybe? Yeah, but it doesn't seem no, like it it's would really just heating it up. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah. it really a lot of times matter. the fire will probably heat it up a little faster than the electric will. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but at that point, I'm like, yeah. we're splitting hairs. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite part of the distillation process? <laughs> you know. For me, I think yeah. it would be watching the vapor travel through the tube. Personally, yeah. that's just where I'm seven years old, it turns out. Yeah. You know? I'm, I mean, you're hooked. Once once you see it coming out of the spout at the yeah. at the end, yeah, you're hooked. Yeah, that yeah, sounds you're awesome. Hooked. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can, you can walk over and taste it, you know, different yeah. things. Because there's different parts of you want to keep and different, like the first part, the head, you want to throw it away. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we keep it and we use it for fire starters. Oh, our cool. cleaning, our cleaning. And so, and, and what's the why behind that? Like, uh, why, uh, just because of the methanol and stuff that's in it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, cool. that's where they say, you know, if you drink too much of it, it'll make you go blind and all that. Yeah. It's like oh, only if you're starting yeah, it off right, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Most of the time that was, it'll give you a bad headache or yeah. something like that. Sure. But most of the time back in the day, that's where people ran, ran it through old radiators, lead radiators. Oh, and they good. picked all the lead up and stuff like that. <laughs> oh yeah. They did some crazy things. I'm back sure. In the day. Well, it's like, oh, it's yeah. like any other industry that was like, it's funny now because like, I'm even just thinking in the last like 20 years of my life where like so many rules and uh, people have kind of lightened up on like on fun things, right? <laughs> like, I feel like this is an area where that's been a thing, for example. And it's funny to see how lax it's gotten because, you know, yeah, I'm thinking about how it was. Again, you mentioned things yeah. like, we're gonna run it through this lead pipe. Yeah. And, no, and it was because it was like, well, we don't have another option. But right. now it's like, okay, yeah, I could probably buy some of these parts on Amazon now, right? Comparatively, well, you, you, you know what can, I mean? There's still builders all over the place. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, they have they sell out to the people. Yeah, uh, the gentleman like I got mine from actually he does them for the TV show. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah it's called Thunder Road Copper. Yeah. yeah, Kevin Gordon, and he built me a 110 gallon copper steel. Yeah, and what was funny when I went to pick it up was he was doing something for Mark and Digger. Yeah. Mark and Digger has Popcorn Sutton's original patterns. Oh. Which popcorn was one of the old moonshiners. Okay. And so Thank you. I, I was about to yeah, ask. Yeah. I was like, He's I love everybody's old, got a Everybody knows Popcorn if they <laughs> He's watch the show. He's got a great name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he was doing something for them. When I went to pick my steel up, he yeah. handed me his piece of metal. I said, well, I said, that's a pattern. He goes, yeah. He said, that's Popcorn's original pattern. Whoa. He says, I made your top cap off that pattern. That's so cool. You know, so it's got a little history in behind the yeah, steel. Yeah, I know? love that. Yeah. I, I think that's such a fact. I mean, there's obviously like a lot of history tied into this too. I oh, mean, yeah. with it be, I mean, even going back to using like a, a, literally ancient grains in this regard yeah. to like, that's wild to me. And I imagine, well, you know, something I was going to, I was trying to figure out how to ask it exactly, but like the, the modernization, right? Like, because I'm assuming some people probably aren't growing grains from the 1800s right. to do it, right? Do you see, I mean, that I, I assume has to dramatically affect the product on the end oh, result, yeah. right? Oh yeah, it's a big different taste because the older grains was actually more sweeter. Oh. So it makes a different, different taste and stuff. So you know, we'll, we'll, you'll get to try that here in a little bit. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> about that too. Um, I, I, actually, I just had a note kind of along those lines. Have you ever had, have you ever taken like an unconventional swing at this and gotten an interesting result out of it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Any, yeah. any come to mind? Uh, that well, you're allowed to talk about? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, just putting different things together. You, yeah. You, you try different things. Uh, actually, I actually I have a barrel that's been setting for a couple years uh, that I just took everything I had at one time and just dumped it in the barrel. Oh, I love that. So well, I haven't tried it. And it's been setting for over two years now. Oh, my gosh. So Just aging nice and slow. just aging away. That's yeah. actually really cool. <laughs> oh, that'll be a curious yeah, one. Yeah. How long do you think you'll let it age? Oh, uh, 
probably not too much longer. I want to at least pop it open and see what see, it is. Yeah, yeah. right. A yeah. little, uh, what do they call it, gangster gumbo, yeah. the king's yeah. cup. You're like, I'll just try a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah. Go buffet style. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, hell, at that point, I feel like I got to dive in at this point. Is it time to taste? Yeah, sure. I, and I'm, I think I should sip it out of you the You want to sip class. it out of there? Of course, why not? Uh. Uh, look, it might be hard to show on camera. I'll try and get a good insert shot for you, but the uh, logo is awesome, and it's got a picture of the uh, of the still on it. I'll get a close-up. Don't be mad at me for this. So, yeah, which where should we start? Well, let's, uh, well this is what I wanted to show with. Okay, well, okay, I, I this, guess this is This is uh, I'll honey I'll let you peach. light me up. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, no. And so, silly little questions. What are uh -huh. they, like 100 proof fish? Something yeah, it's 100 proof. Okay. Yeah, that's, it's made with peaches and real honey. Oh, yeah, you and, can really get that and, sweet and, and note right, off the smell. Yeah, now, <laughs> that's a distilled, so, you always, so a lot of people taste the peach first, yeah. and then the honey at the end, or okay. it'll be the other way around. Can you tell I've been hanging out with the wine guys lately? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, how noxious can I look on camera? <laughs> Here we go. Oh, that's smooth. And Okay, full disclosure, I've never tried moonshine before today. <laughs> Well, it's actually really considered a brandy because it's Even. made with peach. Any, anything made with grains would be a moonshine. Oh, okay. Like, uh, anything with any kind of like fruit uh, is actually, a brandy. It, it's actually considered a brandy, but with, with the way the federal is, yeah. when I added honey to it, we couldn't call it a brandy. Oh, because interesting. Because it had something else in. So that's why we ended up having to call it a moonshine. Oh, that's, that yeah. works for me, though. Yeah. <laughs> that is delicious. Now, I, I like sweet tea. I put that in my sweet tea. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine yeah. how amazing yeah. that would be. That was great. Yeah, and you really, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I get the honey on the back end for sure, and the peaches right up front. Yeah. You get that, like, smooth burn in the middle. Damn, that's good. Did you just ruin my life? <laughs> well, you ain't taste the other one now. No, I know. Yeah. I'm ready. All right. Well, let's go down the All line. Right. This one here is actually my golden honey peach. Okay. This is actually the same thing you just tasted, mm -hmm. but we aged it on wood. Oh, yeah. cool. So, so little... the wood kind of mellows it out, and actually, that's where you get your golden comer. Thank you from. so much. Actually, if you if you all all bourbons, whiskeys. They all come out clear. Yeah. Everything's clear until you put it wood, with the wood. Put oh, it in a I barrel or whatever. That's where it gets its color from. I had no idea. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. See? Where are you at, bourbon people? You've been on the show before. <laughs> Nobody thought that this would be a thin thing to mention. <laughs> We're over 100 yeah. episodes yeah. in. This one smells even better than the first one. <laughs> I'm trying to pick up what's that actually. It might be the honey it's, note again. It's the wood. In the, the wood, wood, too. Oh, that's, wood. yeah, perfect. The vanilla and stuff out of the wood and stuff. So It smells awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good, and that one he, that lit me up a little bit better. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, and you the the vanilla note in the wood yeah. definitely comes through, yeah. and it, it's kind of nice to me because I don't tend to drink too many barrel aged things, uh -huh. and so when I get a good one, I get really excited about that because I'm like, oh, that's delicious. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, the trick on this one, we actually didn't put this one in a barrel. Mm -hmm. We actually took little chunks of the barrel mm -hmm. and actually it's already toasted on the inside. They already burned the inside of the barrel. Right. So part of it's already burnt. So what I do, I take and throw it on the grill, leave it on the grill for a couple hours. I love it. Then I'll put it in a bag and I'll put it in with the, with this. Yeah. And then I actually put a circulating pump in, let it circulate and leave it for about two weeks. Oh, and that's, that's where, awesome. that's how that comes out. That seems like you actually know, a really effective process. Yeah. Too. I mean, you know, since we're a small craft distillery, we don't have all that extra money to take and barrel stuff up for and leave sure. it set for four years, three years, yeah. whatever. You got to get innovative. Yeah, so, yeah. So, I see. I love it, and yeah. this kind of comes back to our whole thing. It's like you're a pioneer, really. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, truly, it's a very interesting thing. 
that's so good. Damn, you, I, I mean, I mean it in the nicest way, but I think this is ruining my life. I had no idea. All right, well, we got to go. We got to go American Rebel. Okay, finally, yep. right? This is American Rebel. Yeah, this is the one that's made with the grains from the 1800s. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Still get that sweet note. I really love how, I mean, that was a thing. I, I was not expecting it to come through as um, directly as mm. it did, but you really do get that nice, like, little sweet note on all these. And that one's got a good punch at the front, too. So the real question I have is, how do you not just drink this all the time while you're making it, right? You know, it's like, how, how patient are you? Uh, well, when you do it all the time, you know. I mean, I taste I taste it. You know, sure. Like I said, the first part we throw away mm -hmm. or keep it for a fire starter or whatever. Sure. Yeah, that's then genius. you get the hearts, which is the really good part. Okay. And then once it starts getting down into the lower proof, it gets into what the tails. And the tails will come in with more of the oils and stuff out. Oh. And it gets a different taste to it. So you don't want to go too far in it. And then it can actually cause a bad taste in your alcohol. Interesting. Yeah. Again, all those things that I just would have yeah. never yeah. even thought about. It's yeah. crazy to see. You kind of honestly, Doug, you just like blew my mind for the last half an hour. And hopefully everyone out there watching there too. Uh, you mentioned that you're doing these classes. What it would be a good way if somebody watches this and says, hey, I want to take one of those classes. What's a good way uh, to do that? Follow us on Facebook, okay. uh, Northern Yankee Moonshine. Okay. Uh, we post all the different things we do. Yeah. Because I'm still doing meet and greets and stuff, okay. different events from the show. Yeah. Uh, so we always post that, hey, we're going to be closed this weekend. We'll be either maybe in Tennessee, North yeah. Carolina. Or we'll be in Ohio here doing something somewhere. That's cool. Yeah. So. How's the meet and greet experience been for you? Because I imagine that's got to be a pretty dramatic shift in life where it went from like, I'm doing this at home versus now you're going to places. <laughs> I mean, you're on the show, right? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, whether you win or lose, just being picked to be on the show, you're a winner. Right. All the guys that's been on the show, they're a winner. Right. So, I mean, we go different places. People come up. I ask for autographs. I've been that's walking through Jungle Gyms and Eastgate, and people come up and say, hey, can I have your autograph? That's so cool. Yeah, you know, I love that. That's it, amazing. It, makes you feel, it does make you feel good. Yeah. It really does. It's cool. It's like yeah. people are, like, excited for your success in right. a very positive yeah. way, too. Yeah. That's so awesome. And, it, and it's amazing how many people do watch the show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a big it's a big show. Well, it's yeah. crazy. I don't know if I said it while we yeah. were recording or not, but I'll say it here just in case I didn't. But it was wild when I was working on doing this, and just anybody I talked to about, they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. I'm like, are, they're like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I mean, we get good guests on the show. Come on now. But I had no idea truly how popular it'd become as far as just like the general public goes in the last few years. Because, you know, it's funny being on the inside of food. I feel like I'm constantly hearing a battle between people who are like more alcoholic content, more non-alcoholic <laughs> content. And I'm always trying to balance yeah. it out to be like, well, what is it that you actually want? Yeah. You know, uh, I want both is really where I'm at. I was like, I was like, yeah, I have a little bit of both. I got a bottle of water under the table. It's fine. Um, okay, so follow you on Facebook for all the great updates. Obviously, I know we plugged September 1st, Eastgate store, signing, come buy some bottles, get your picture. Or you'll probably yeah, be cool I, with a picture. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, okay. we usually get... We'll stand up at the still and get a picture with the still in the background. <laughs> That's you know, so cool. And as, as you walk in, I have all pictures where I've been doing meet and greets with all the guys from the TV show. That's so cool. Uh, Mark and Digger, yeah. Tim Smith. I mean, all of them are the greatest guys. The way you see them on TV or the way they are in real life. I love that. Yeah. I mean, they're just down-home guys. Yeah. Yeah. Doing something cool and yeah, want to share it with people. Yeah. I love it. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's a really refreshing thing, yes. too, especially because every so often in the reality TV world, you're like, oh, this is yeah. not very reality <laughs> at all. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay, so we obviously have these three, I'll call them flavors. I mean, they are flavors, right? Uh, are there other products in the line that we also carry? Oh, yeah. Uh, you actually, uh, we just got out my... Uh, 
uh, the Spice Room. It's actually my fiance Cheryl. Oh. Um, she told me. She, I just spoke with her today. Yeah, what a yeah, delight! Yeah, she told me. She goes, "You got to teach me how to make something in case you fall out." <laughs> <laughs> so she made she made a white rum. Cool. And then, then she took the white rum and actually added spices and aged it on wood. No kidding. Yeah. Great so idea. you guys, you got that one now. Cool. Uh, then the other one you have is actually my family recipe, White Lightning. Uh-huh. We bottle it at about 120 proof. Ooh, yeah. baby. And so, but similar, but yeah. just a little spicier, as it were. Yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah, a little extra proof. Never hurt anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it hurt yeah. a few people, but we're, it didn't hurt me. Yeah. And, and we're still working on other stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm honestly, I think after this, I'm my first step is I want to take one of those classes. I'm incredibly interested. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I know we joked about it before, but I'm like, yeah, I would love if, if you're cool with it sometime, I'd love to come out there and maybe oh, we yeah. shoot a little thing there and yeah. put it on the show. I'd love it. I think people would be very interested in that i know i would i was very <laughs> casually looking at that day at coney island it was kind of a day drinking day uh-huh. for me which doesn't happen <laughs> frequently anyway but i was like oh yeah i'm just taking pictures and looking at it but your setup looks so cool and i just think it's really awesome what you're doing and of course congratulations on all your success well, it's thank so you. cool thank yeah you. thanks for making thank ohio you. look cool <laughs> take that everybody writing mean memes on the internet <laughs> awesome well doug thank you so much for your time today i really appreciate it i look forward to having you back uh and again congratulations we'll see you on the first uh, that's, that's great thank you for having us out of course <laughs> hey doug thanks so much for coming out and educating me on this we are very much looking forward to coming out to one of your classes i think that's going to be fun and of course like i said early in the episode hopefully i'll see all of you watching or listening to the show out there at the eastgate jungle gyms Friday, September 1st for a little signing and photo opportunity. Get your selfie taken with it. Everybody wear their best overalls. That's the move, in my opinion. I'm going to have to go get some overalls. All right. On that, everyone, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting the show. Like, share, subscribe. Hit me with the three amigos. And on that, I'll see you out there in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.